Welcome to Natural Wellness Tips Podcast, a weekly broadcast all about leading a healthy, happy, and wholehearted life. Hello and welcome back to the Natural Wellness Tips Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Jennifer Shaw. So excited to be here with you today. And I have lined up a dear friend of mine and an incredible guest that has such a powerful journey to share with you guys today. I am on the edge of my seat for this interview and I can't wait for you guys to listen. Jessica Thieves is the founder and CEO of Jessica Thieves Consulting, an organic content marketing agency. Despite the successful life she created, moving across the country at the age of 23, starting a successful business at the age of 29 and buying a house at 30, something was wrong, but she couldn't put her finger on it. She began exploring and discovered that rather than letting circumstances as a child hold her back, she let them push her life, her to live her life on her own terms. Now she's sharing her healing and support with others by living an intentional life at how to master the art. Check out her Instagram. It's amazing. And she's just continuing this journey of learning and evolving and exploring. And right now she is overseas with her husband for eight months, right? Eight months. Mm -hmm. It packed up and just went to explore. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here and share about the craziness that has been the last year plus of my life. (laughs) Yeah. So when I met you, you you are successful within the marketing realm and you Mm -hmm. are inspirational within the marketing realm. And I had no idea you had this kind of like burning underneath of like, (laughs) I want more. Something's not filling, like I'm missing some pieces. So it's, it's really cool to see the vulnerability that you're showing. uh, And I think that's going to be empowering to a lot of women. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, it's something I didn't realize was even there. Quite frankly, when we first met, I was just, I had just started running my business full time and um, it was just sort of this feeling that there was something not right. You know, there was like this sort of sadness in me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Multiple people, including my therapist had said, there's a, it seems like there's this deep sadness, which is a little weird for someone to say to you, you know, sort of like takes you aback, but I felt it. It felt like this rain cloud that was following me around and and everything was great. I have an amazing husband. I have a beautiful home. We live in San Diego And it was like, what's going on? (laughs) Something's not right here. Yeah. And that's interesting because just knowing you on the level, I knew you at that point, I know you much deeper now, but knowing you the way I did then I, you were just a happy, bubbly, joyful person. (laughs) So I think that just goes to show us that women in general put a smile on their face, kind of go about life and are like, I'm okay. I'm fine. I'm good. Everything's good. I'm okay. But like on the inside, there's so much more that we're not sharing. So, so we kind of touched on this uh, in your introduction of like that you, you had some things in your childhood that you were, instead of letting hold you down, you were letting propel you. But would you mind sharing with us a little bit more about your journey of kind of starting your business and getting to where you are now with how to master the art? Sure. So I've been in marketing for, since I've lived in San Diego. So about eight years, had a lot of jobs, a lot of really crappy bosses. And, um, I was finally able to take my business full time. And so, yeah, I do organic content marketing, which is just basically anything that's not paid marketing. Um, so blog posts, editing, social media, community management, and, I was running my own business and that was amazing. But 
there were these sort of things that were in the background always, most specifically my biological father. Uh, he was a drunk and um, a drug addict, and he wasn't really a part of my life, which is why when he died when I was a sophomore in college, it was a really weird thing that I was so young, I had no idea how to make sense of. Mm-hmm. And I definitely didn't grieve it at all. I was, no, I was a freshman in college, I should say. So as a freshman in college, I was doing what you do and I was partying and drinking and meeting new people. And I went home, was surprised by this news, went back to school two or three days later and forgot about it as if it never existed because he wasn't really a part of my life for much of my life. And a lot of that by choice eventually once I got to be a teenager. So that's sort of like under the surface of everything. And it would kind of come up randomly. It wasn't really something I thought of. And as I got older, I started thinking about it more and feeling like, shit, like I wish he was still alive. Like I started feeling that grief of like, I can't believe he's gone forever. I can't believe there's never a chance to have this relationship. Mind you, I grew up with a father, um, person who people would call my stepdad. I call my dad. He's been in my life since I was two years old. Him and my mom. Yeah, him and my mom raised me. He put me through private school, paid for everything. I mean, when I say my biological father wasn't part of my life, he he literally wasn't. Yeah. Um, So I had a dad and a mom and a sister, all of whom I love very much. And as I started you know, in the last year digging into what this sadness was, I realized that it was stuff with Gordy, who's my biological father, and then other stuff. There was a lot of other stuff under the surface of repressing feelings for 30 years of wanting him to be my dad and not knowing how to express that and having this family, but not knowing, not necessarily maybe feeling like I fit in that family, even though I did, but there were just all these things under the surface. And so I specifically started working with I've always been a fan of therapy, so I'm listening to a therapist, and I started working with a coach, like a life and business coach, and he's really helped me uncover a lot of the things that I had no idea were lingering under the surface, Mm. and that's sort of busted everything wide open and has completely changed the way I'm doing things, the way I see things. It's I basically live in a state of, (laughs) as many of us do who have done a lot of this healing work, just a state of heightened awareness. You know, I'm, I'm feeling all the feelings. I know that they're there. I'm still not sure how to heal them, mm-hmm. but I'm under, I'm, I'm seeing them. I'm feeling them. I'm experiencing them, which is something I wasn't even doing six months ago. So beautiful. I've been having this conversation a lot lately. It's very relevant and it's interesting. And it's that idea of self-worth and uh, <laughs> feelings are not always logical right? So you're sitting here like, logically, I have an amazing father who has provided me so much good. And my mother loves me and my sister loves me and I love them. And I have all this, but there's this piece missing. And, and we're, I was talking with a girlfriend about another friend who was adopted and his self-worth issues and how it's shown in his adult life because he has an amazing family, but there's always that like, well, why didn't somebody want me? Right. Or, you know, even in the realm of, I was talking to another friend about comparison with their sibling and well, you know, I didn't follow the traditional path. So I've always kind of been the, the redheaded child, you know, like the redhead stepchild. Like I was always the, you know, the one that didn't check the boxes. Right. And all of those situations, whether we like it or not, cause us self-worth issues in our mm-hmm. adulthood. I think the difference 
is that you've been able to pinpoint it and have open conversations about it and release it in different ways, which we're going to talk about in a second. And a lot of people don't, not a lot of people get there. Some people get to recognizing it, but don't even know what to do with it. And many people live where they don't even realize that just because they're like, you hear it all the time. Well, I had a really good childhood. I had a really good childhood too. I have extreme self-worth issues. I have extreme love issues. I have extreme trust issues. And I had a beautiful child. And they're all rooted in things that happened in my childhood. But it's, it's working through it. And I kudos to you to do the hard work because to go to counseling, go to therapy, work with a coach, to dive in and peel back the layers of the onions, man, it hurts. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there's... There are coaching sessions I would end, like we'd hang up and I was on the floor crying, like literally on my kitchen floor in the middle of the day because I work from home by myself sobbing because it's just, yeah, especially the things that you've normalized your whole life, things that you didn't realize were issues. And then all of a sudden you're like, that's not normal. And like, ah, it's just like so much, Mm -hmm. you know, especially when you're really putting the time in to do it. You're not half-assing it. You're really doing the work, dedicating yourself to the reading and to the, the time and the working through. And So yeah. to do this much work, we have, we have to have a strong why. We have to have a strong pull, a strong desire. Like we can't just be like, I'm just doing this work to see what's on the other side. No one's going to do the work then, right? So mm. what were your desires? What was your drive to put this effort in to dig this deep? Yeah, I think there are two things. The first and foremost <clears throat> being that I, I wanted and I still want to feel lighter. Mm-hmm. There's this heaviness and I've talked to my coach extensively about this and it's so odd to try to explain, but I see myself as this person and that person is lighter. They are flowing. There's a lot of masculine energy in my life and in my world because of the way that I work. It's very deadline oriented. It's very black and white. And I wanted to bring more of that. I wanted to feel less sad, more happy, or be able to embrace both. So that was one piece. And I feel like there's something within me, um, as corny as that might sound. Mm -hmm. And I knew that there was more than just my content marketing business. I knew that there was something, some way that I was put here to help people. I've been a personal trainer and I was coaching and helping people that way. And I do social media and marketing coaching and mentoring for entrepreneurs. Um, so I worked with people that way and I could just feel there was something more. And I've always felt like I'm a very uninspired person. And so that was the other piece of it is like, I feel like there's a block here. Mm-hmm. I can't quite figure out what I have to offer. Even <laughs> I just know that there's this feeling inside of me. And I knew that there was, you know, my biological father just being the seed of what was likely holding me back from what I ultimately know I have to offer. Okay. I love it. Yeah. So you, I I think that you agree that that's important, that really strong why? Definitely. Oh, well, because the work is not easy and it's easy to walk away from. Totally. Totally. So if you're out there and you're like, I feel a lot of the same feelings as Jess does and you're, you're not sure where to start. You're starting is why you want to release this stuff. What do you, why, why is this important to you? And that's how you can move forward. So mm-hmm. what was, 
some of the the blocks you hit along this journey, whether it was your own mental block, whether it was blocks from other people in your your circle, your spouse, your family, your friends, like what were some of the walls you ran up against? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, there's been a lot of denial as I peel back certain things mm-hmm. and accepting that it was the way it is. I, I still struggle to fully accept and embrace what I know is to be true of my childhood and just like the desire to not want to do it. (laughs) Like it just would get so hard. And and especially with traveling, I'm trying to really find a balance between doing the work and letting myself feel those really sad and hard feelings and also still being a happy person and enjoying life. It's really hard for me to find that. I've been really focused a lot on, someone you know, Caitlin Parsons, she uh, works with me a lot just like because we're, you know, very close friends. And she said, one thing she said to me was, it doesn't have to be so hard. You know, it doesn't have to be so heavy. You can be in there. You can be healing and experiencing these things and not be really, really sad. You know, it can be this opening, this blooming thing and not such a like, you know, I read something and then I'm just crying and upset. Um, if that makes sense. So, I mean, I've had so much support from my husband and the friends who I've talked to about this and I work for myself, so I don't really have to worry about work holding me back. So yeah, it's really just me. (laughs) It's been me who's the block. Caitlin's been a guest on the podcast. I adore Caitlin. She's so knowledgeable, but that idea of it doesn't have to be so hard. I personally, on my journey, I remember, and I've been, everybody that's been listening knows my journey. I've been divorced and um, had some really intense growth over the last year plus. And, um, you know, didn't, you don't just decide to get divorced in a day. So there was a lot before that, right? Mm -hmm. Um, The work is hard in the beginning, but Mm -hmm. there, there comes this day and there's no way to know when that day comes, but there comes this time where it shifts and it becomes mm-hmm. light and mm-hmm. it becomes easier. And sometimes it's a gradual <laughs> shift and sometimes it's a, you know, the divorce papers are signed. So today is a big shift for me, right? Like whatever it be, but like sometimes there's a, a visual, like a real logical, like tangible shift. Or sometimes it's just like all of a sudden in my meditation, I feel lighter today mm-hmm. and it's coming. And I'm sure it's come a little bit for you already, but oh, yeah. know that it's okay to be in the hard. It's okay to cry. Oh. Crying is great. Mm-hmm. Crying for five days straight, never ending is not great. But letting your emotions out and crying, I just recorded a podcast on that. It's physiologically great for you. Mm-hmm. There's so many health benefits. So do it. If you feel the urge to cry, cry. Like I will cry yeah. anytime now. Like I'll cry sometimes because something doesn't look good in the fridge to eat. I'm like, I'm just, I don't know. It's coming out. It's fine. So, so knowing that that is okay for it to be hard. But yeah, like Caitlin said, it doesn't have to be so hard and it will get easier. It totally will. Yeah. Two, two other small things I want to add on that. One, if it's feeling really hard and you're crying for five days straight, like seek help. Yeah. Whether, whether it's just a best friend or my biggest suggestion is to, if you're okay with it, to see a therapist. Honestly, I find it such a helpful way to have things mirrored back to you and just to have that really safe, open space to work through things that there's so many things I would never even have considered if I hadn't spoken with someone. So that's my first tip. First and foremost, look for help. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Mm -hmm. And 
in terms of it being less hard, another sign I find that it's getting less hard is I've been trying to, I try to cry whenever I want to cry too. I would, I would not cry a lot of my life. I think a lot of women do that. And so now I cry if I need to cry. And I was literally in the gym today having a breakdown, just like, and I'm literally doing lunges as I'm like crying. (laughs) Thank God the the gym was very hot. So you couldn't really tell and I kept my face is fine. But the point of that whole conversation being these moments will get smaller. Mm-hmm. That's another sign. Like I find that happened. And a lot of times that would have dragged me into this dark place. And I would have not wanted to talk to my husband. I would have been in a crappy mood, would have wanted to curl up in a ball and just, you know, be in a dark room. But I find that as I work on the healing more and I allow myself to feel these things, it gets easier to feel them. And yeah. so the sort of like, instance in which you're experiencing it gets shorter and shorter yeah yeah oh i love it oh that's so 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 good so was there along this journey for you is because you're kind of far into the journey now but let's go back a little bit and say like was, was there a point where you had this big aha and were like i'm on the right path specifically like with guiding you towards mastering the art and your whole new journey there was it was there a moment or a a clarity of thought that made you say like oh I see it now I mean kind of there was a big aha moment for me with what I was actually working through and, and having not realized this particular stuff in my childhood that I'd normalized and that was huge. Like it, I literally read it and it was like, I'd come out of a straight jacket. I was like, Oh my God, like I can't believe all this. And it just puts so much into perspective. And a lot of that I'm still working on accepting, but knowing it and knowing it to be true is been life changing. Um, yeah. And in terms of how to master the art, I'm just starting to feel like I'm on the right path. You know, I'm just having those aha moments right now because that's been a while in the making. It started just as poetry. I'm a writer first and foremost, uh, and I was a creative writer when I was younger, but got into business writing and just sort of never looked back. And um, healing is how I sort of revisited that. I was just journaling as a way of releasing thoughts and um, I started journaling out poetry and I was like, oh, that's interesting. I kind of like that. And so I started writing a lot of poetry and that started me on this, this path because then I was like, well, maybe like I can share my healing with other people through my poetry. And so how to master the art, I'm starting to have these aha moments of realizing that it's going to be the perfect blend of everything that I love about writing is the poetry, sharing it, and then also bringing in the expertise and the experiences of other people I love as a journalist, I was a journalist in college and that's what I thought I wanted to do. And that's what you do as a journalist. You let them tell the story and it's just my words that bring it all together. So So tell us more about this, how to master the art. Like what is, what are you doing? What what is your vision with it? Like tell us more because it's so intriguing to me. Yeah. So how to master the art is actually came out of a, a book that I'm hoping to publish sooner than later. Uh, which is called How to Master the Art of Not Going with the Flow. Because all of this, the healing and everything that came before it, it's all a part of the idea of living an intentional life. And every decision you make is going to get you closer to where you want to go. For me, the healing, it's a very intentional process. You have to be intentional with it because it requires so much of your effort. Yeah. Um, so it's sort of based in that, the idea that 
in order to create a life that we love, we have to be intentional, but to be intentional, there's so much else that comes before that. And a lot of that is the healing and being okay with things, not always being great, Um, being okay with learning as you go. And I know that this healing process is going to go on probably for the rest of my life. And so the, uh, the idea behind how to master the art is sharing um, little sort of like, how do I say, like um, how to master the art of owning your anxiety, how to master the art of silencing your inner critic with compassion. Um, so just these like little bits that I've sort of realized are important along my healing journey and that I'm lucky enough to know people who can speak and share on them. And so that together we're all healing and we're all learning and, you know, it's a resource for people. It's, you know, ideally will be a community. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. So powerful. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm so proud of you. I'm proud of the work you've done. And I hope that the people listening are are finding inspiration in the sense of like, it's okay to follow your dreams. It's okay to look back at your childhood and, you know, recognize the imperfections. Like you're not letting your parents down by doing that. Mm-hmm. That's a hard journey. I, I dealt with that a lot in my head where I was like, God, I feel guilty that I'm, cause I'm not blaming my childhood. I'm recognizing. And I joke with my best friend. I'm like, I wonder how we'll F up our kids. Like, cause we're all going to make do things that are going to affect our, the people in our lives. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's not saying your parents are bad or, you know, your, your childhood was bad. It's saying that it has shaped you into who you are. And if we don't spend time recognizing it and mm-hmm. sharing it and growing from it, it ends up becoming like you had said in such a beautiful description, a street jacket. Mm-hmm. So totally, so I'm so proud of you. It's just, it's so incredible to see you come out of your shell and see your true passion. Like I didn't even know you were so passionate about writing and like I get chills thinking about your book getting published and I can't wait to read it. Thanks. It's going to be so good. Okay. So we're going to kind of wrap up here. I want to make yes. sure that we, we end here on time. So I ask a couple rapid fire questions to end the podcast every week and I want to make sure we get through them. So what would you say is your biggest, like number one health and wellness tip for you more like mindset realm? Like what, what would be your number one tip for people? Mm. Forgive yourself every day, a million times a day. <laughs> yes. 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 Release that. Dude, this oil is always in my purse and I use it like on the regular because it is such an important part of the journey. My forgive. And Mm. we, we hold ourselves to such high standards of, of life. And if we just keep beating ourselves up for decisions we made, like we can't break free of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, at your house, with one of our, our like get-togethers with girlfriends, it was reframed for me so well by Megan Ladd. She's um, an amazing coach. And she mm-hmm. said to me, Jen, you were doing the best with what you knew then. And today you are doing the best with what you know now. You cannot judge what you did then on what you know now because you didn't know it then, mm-hmm. right? That was like, whew, mind blown. Like so powerful. So such a good, yep. thank you for that. Uh, yeah. okay. uh, I always like this because I don't want anyone to think any of us are perfect because we are not, but <laughs> what is your biggest healthy habit you struggle with? What do you have the hardest time being consistent with? 
Meditating. Mm. It's been a really important part of the healing process, but I just, I have such a hard time sitting down and even giving five minutes. I made a commitment this year to meditate every day and it's been so empowering, but there's days that I'm like, (laughs) but it is hard. It's hard to be quiet. Mm -hmm. It's hard to be comfortable being quiet. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where a lot of people get their anxiety and things like that is they, they don't find quiet. They don't know how to be quiet. They cloud it with TV and social media and news and things like that. And that meditation is so important. So what are you most excited about in life right now? Um, Well, traveling. (laughs) Since I'm traveling for eight months, we'll be in Europe in a week and a half. We're spending six weeks in Italy Mm -hmm. um, in August and September. So I'm really excited about that. Um, And how to master the art. It's just becoming something right now and I'm in the process of putting it together. So it's an exciting time to kind of have the different aha moments as I'm going along and seeing that it could really be something special. It will be something special. And when it does launch, we'll let you guys know on the podcast. Don't you worry. We'll have Jess back. <laughs> okay. Speaking of books, what is your favorite book? Okay. I'm going to give two because one seems sort of random, but my favorite book of all time is To Kill a Mockingbird. Ah. <laughs> but my favorite like health book is In Defense of Food. It's by Michael Pollan and it changed the way I eat. Um, I read it many years ago when I thought that I was eating healthy and I was far from it. And I just love Michael Pollan. So In Defensive it. Food. In Defense of Food. In Defense of Food. That makes yeah. way more sense. I was like, <laughs> not making sense to me, but okay. I like it. I'm going to check it out. In Defense of Food. I will try it. Okay. And I'm sure the listeners want to find you. How can they find you? Yeah. You can find me on Instagram at how to master the art. And then um, the site is not live yet, but it will be how to master the art.com. And I'll be on Twitter soon. So I would say just Instagram. I'm always there. I'm always sharing, always talking about what shit's going on in my head. So, And you'll let share when everything else launches from there, right? Yes. Oh, definitely. Yes. Jen will, be, uh, Jen will be someone who's sharing her expertise and experiences. So I'm sure she'll be sharing on her side too. So y'all will definitely know. Yes. Awesome. So excited. Jess, I miss your face. I miss talking to you. I'm so excited that we had this time to connect and we got to record it for everybody else to listen. And my podcast listeners are going to love this. I just know it. I can't wait to hear what they have to say about learning about your journey and your vulnerability. And um, it's so empowering. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm more than happy to share. There's so many people going through so many similar things. I just, that's how to master the art. Just want everyone to know it's okay. Beautiful. It is okay. And forgive yourself and it's okay to cry, right? (laughs) Yes, very. Please cry more. (laughs) Yes, please. Okay. Thank you so much guys for listening. If you could do me a huge favor and leave a review, let us know what you think of the podcast. We'd love to hear from you. It only takes a couple seconds and it means the absolute world to me. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I will see you on the next episode. Namaste. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. Please leave a review and subscribe and head over to Instagram to keep up with me daily at natural wellness tips. See you next week.